Hi there, everybody. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Wow, how do you read that? Yeah, I need to increase the, it's fine, increase the zoom. To 200%? Maybe a four. <laughs> Maybe a 400? Oh, there we go. Maybe we'll I can't read it. Though. Oh, God. Okay, that's good. Okay. That's good. Okay. This is the story of the victims of the Lawton serial killer. Okay, there was a Lawton serial killer? Yes. Like Lawton as in as in Oklahoma, as in what is the base down there? <laughs> Fort Sill. Fort Sill. Fort Sill. So like Lawton, Fort Sill, Lawton serial killer. Well, Lawton, I- aka the third largest city in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's real life. Real life. Okay. Okay, I'm ready to hear this because I didn't know that happened. Okay, go. Okay, we're going to deep dive into it. And fair warning, this could honestly be like a four-season serial. What? It's a lot of information. Yes. We're not going that balls deep into it. Well, damn it. Yeah. Balls deep is fun. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're going to convey adequate information. Okay. 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 And then you can tell me what your favorite theory is. Oh, I get it. Okay. There's lots of theories. Okay. Okay. okay? Sweet. Okay, okay. I'm ready. I know you love these. It's like pick your own ending. You know I love to make up things. <laughs> I love to make up scenarios and endings. Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to make shit up as we go along. Sweet. So Lawton is the third largest city in Oklahoma. Um, it has a population of around 100,000 people, give or take. Nice. It is the home to Fort Sill. Yes. S-I-L-L. Right. We in Oklahoma call it Fort Seal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Down there at Fort Seal. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, it is an army base in Fort Sill. <laughs> I, have to be, I have to try really hard to not say Fort Seal. Yeah. Anywho, mm-hmm. it's like an hour and a half south of OKC. Yes. Which is where we're at. It also, too, isn't that where Mount Scott is? Out, right yes. outside of? Yeah. Yes. Hiked so, it. We had a ton of fun. So the Wichita Mountains area, which is really, really gorgeous. So pretty. And yes, we did do a hiking trip down there. And we for sure thought we were going to die at we, least twice. But we did. We were it was fine. newbie hikers. Didn't realize <laughs> that the hike back did not look the same as the hike in. Um <laughs> Maybe got lost. It's fine. It's totally fine. We knew the next trail that we were going to go down that we would turn around and look the other way a few times. Yeah, it's fine. Mental picture so we wouldn't get lost on those. But it was so pretty. Perfect day for a hike that day, too. Gorgeous area. Gorgeous area. So I consider Lawton a big city because Mm -hmm. they have at least one Target. Oh, yeah. And multiple Starbucks. Yeah. So. And Starbucks. In the Target. Yeah. It's a it's a big city. Yeah. Right? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So, 
I know we mentioned this is about the victims of a serial killer. Okay. Yep. So we're going to get to the specifics very soon, but I want to paint a picture of this area that all of these victims went missing from. Okay. Okay. Because they were all sort of initiated from the same area. Interesting. Okay. So the area is called Cash Road in Lawton, and it's like a four-lane road Mm -hmm. that intersects with I-44. So I-44 comes into Lawton from the north, and then Cash Road runs east-west through Lawton. Okay. So this area is like hotels and fast food places and Starbucks and... All that stuff now. Back in the late 90s, it was probably like that, but just to a lesser degree. Right. Right? Yes. So let's jump right in. Go for it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So August 11th, sorry, August 13th. Okay. 99. All right. A body is found by a work crew. Northeast of Velma, Oklahoma. Ooh, Velma. So you know exactly where that is, right? I know where Velma is, Okay. So it is east of Lawton. Right. By an hour, give or take. Okay. Okay. So the body is nude and floating in the Sandy Bear Creek. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So it's not a mannequin. Never a mannequin. No cause of death is determined. Oh, okay. Because the state of decomposition is far too advanced. All right. Okay? Yep. So, this body is later identified as Jane Marie Chafton, who is 28 years old at the time of her death. She was not reported missing until August 22nd. Of 1999. So, yes, you are right. That is after the body was found. Right. Okay. And is believed to have last been heard from on August 10th of 1999. Uh, Okay. But, okay. So, somebody said they did hear from her on the 10th, but on the 13th when they found her, decomp, which Oklahoma summer... Yeah, Probably. Oklahoma summer. But that's three days. I feel like there still would have been something. Agree. That's I have all of the questions. Okay. All of the questions. Okay. But when she was last heard from, she had called a cab company to schedule a ride from Lawton to Duncan. So Duncan's like the next big town kind of close to Lawton. Right. Then later she called the same cab company to say, no, cancel that. I have a ride. Oh. Yeah. And that's the last time that anyone is on paper hearing from her. Okay. Okay. So that is August 99. Got it. March 22nd of 2000. Okay. A body is found by a rancher near the Jefferson-Cotton County line, which is literally 
southeast of Lawton by like 45 minutes, but it is right on the border of Oklahoma, Texas. Oh. Where the Red River separates the border. Okay. Of Oklahoma, Texas. Okay. Her body is found under a bridge. And the remains are skeletal, so no cause of death is determined. Right. Okay. So this is March 22nd, 2000. In April 2000, they finalize identification as Cassandra Lee Ramsey. Okay. She was reported missing March 20th of 2000. What? Mm Mm-hmm. But is reported to have last been seen October of 99. Okay. So, well, yeah. Did she, Your math is correct. Okay. But that is five months. But, did she really not have anyone in her life that cared enough that they would not wait five months to report her missing? Like That is a fair question. That's sad. And we will get into that. Okay, good. For sure. Okay. For sure. Um, so five months between her last scene date and when she's actually reported missing. And yes, she is reported missing literally two days before her remains are found. Her remains. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Cassandra is last seen by her friend. So someone that cares about her. Mm-hmm. Getting into a white Chevy or GMC van. Don't get into vans, ladies. With gray stripes. Okay? Okay. The gentleman driving the van was described to be a white guy, but tan, 30 to 40 years old, with light hair, about 5'10 and 160 pounds. Okay. Which is a lot of information and a lot of detail for someone sitting in a van, picking your friend up. Right? Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I feel like that's, yeah. Yeah. So Cassandra tells this friend, they're going to Texarkana. Well. um, She didn't make it. Obviously. Obviously. So let's move on. Um, Oh, I skipped a page. Help. Help me. It's fine. Podcasting is so fun. I'm coming back. (laughs) I'm bringing it back. Bringing it all the way back. Okay. So, in June of 2000, June 17th, 2000, the body of a nude female, Mm -hmm. again, is found in a creek bed about eight feet off of Cash Road, east of Lawton. Okay, so all of these bodies were found near a body of water. Mm-hmm, but also very near a road. Uh-huh. And also, this was four bodies in... The, so this is number three. Oh, three. So this is n- our number three body here. Okay. And this particular body was in decent enough shape that they could actually perform an autopsy. Okay. And the cause of death was found to be acute cocaine intoxication and labeled as an accident. Because, you know, when you get real high, you want to take off all your clothes and go lay in a creek bed. 
True. Actually, I've never been high on cocaine, so I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But I can mm-hmm. only imagine, yeah, I would want to swim nude in a creek bed. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Right? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Totes. So this body is identified as Mandy Rate, R-A-I-T-E, who was reported missing on June 17th. So literally the day that she was found, she was reported missing and was reportedly last seen on June the 14th. So three days, give or take. Okay. She was 21 years old. Oh. Yeah. She was a she was a baby. So okay. So we're moving on to February twenty third, two thousand and two. Okay, a body is found one mile east of Highway sixty five on Townley Road in the water of a pond. So this area is um, very close very close, within three miles of the area that Mandy Rate's body is found. Okay. And cause of death for this particular one is ruled to be cocaine and meth toxicity. Hmm. They believe that she was deceased for three to four weeks. And it is later identified, the body is later identified as Janice Marie Buono. She was last confirmed to be seen alive on January 1st, 2002. So New Year's Day. Okay. 2002. She was never reported missing. She was 29 years old. So between the last time she was confirmed to be seen alive and the date that her body was found was about seven weeks give or take. And they think she was dead for between three or four weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, anyway, so during 2002 is when police finally connect all the deaths together and start believing that they are not, in fact, accidental overdoses. Well, that's good. Yeah. So we're making progress. Making a little progress. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, if you think about it, it does just sound like a lot of women maybe had a drug issue and did OD. I mean, sure, they're all by bodies of water by a road. Yeah. Um, Nude in a creek. Like. I mean, why not get high AF and take your clothes off and lay down in a creek? Sounds like a fun time. Totally fine. So... June 5th, 2003, a body is found by farmhands in a creek bed. Okay. Two miles north of the intersection of Highway 5419 in Kiowa County, which is um, just to the west of Lawton. Okay. Um, I actually made a map of all of these locations. So we will publish it on our I love that. Insta. I love that. Um, so that you can see the pattern from one, two, three, four. Like, yes. yes. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because all of these places, I have no freaking clue where any of these places are. No. Until I started putting them on a map and looking at the map and being like, oh, these were, okay. Aren't... I see you. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, this body that was found... Um, in the creek bed, again, 
uh, is later confirmed to be the body of Pamela Dawn Woodring, who was 34 years old at the time. Okay. Then, in August 2003, we have another body. A body found by a jogger. <sighs> That's, you know, I'm an avid jogger and always with my head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. And so I just know. Got to. Just one day I'm going to run past those creeks that I run by and it's probably going to happen. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm prepared. Ugh. I, I don't know if you can ever be prepared for that. I prepare. I have anxiety. I prepare myself <laughs> for everything, Shan. <laughs> anxiety disorders unite. <laughs> We're always prepared. And always anxious. <laughs> okay. So this is August 29th, 2003. Our friend, the jogger. Um, finds a body in a ditch Mm -hmm. near a bridge crossing Walnut Creek. Okay. So this is in McLean County, um, which is north of, uh, Lawton, kind of back towards Oklahoma City. And her remains are skeletal. Cause of death was undetermined. Identity took five years. Holy crap. To confirm. Okay. She was finally identified as 17-year-old Tanya Marie Hook. Okay. Tanya was reported missing in July 2003. She was last seen by a friend and her boyfriend getting into a black truck driven by an older white male. So she is reported missing July 30th of 2003. And found August 29th of 2003. So skeletal remains within a month. A month and, yeah, like seven weeks, give or take. Yeah. In the Oklahoma summer. So I know that's a lot of information. That's a, that's a lot of women that were murdered within a three lot. years. Yes. So I think the biggest overarching concept to keep in mind is that between 99 and 2003, six women yeah. are found in water or water-adjacent locations that are all within about an hour of Lawton, mm-hmm. all last seen in Lawton, mm-hmm. in the Cash Road area. Okay? Okay. Um, so... All of these women are found off of highways. All of these women are found in water locations. Go. What are your thoughts? So, obviously, I think, well, my first thought would be this this guy travels mm-hmm. a lot to and from Lawton. Mm-hmm. Um, you said this cash road area had a few... Like restaurants, hotels, it was kind of an interchange type of area. Right, right. So my mind also wants to go to the sex work industry, right. sex workers in that this is, area. So that is one of the few things that these women have in common. So okay. um, they were known to be sex workers. Okay. They were known to have drug or alcohol issues. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so many of them were living in either hotels or motels or, you know, 
short-term stay things like that on cash road mm-hmm. and we're working out of those locations oh okay so okay. um that is you know one of the things that ties them together mm-hmm. the reason why i didn't say up front these women were all sex workers because i think immediately um people take the viewpoint of like well, if you're doing a risky job, you know. Yes. But regardless of your job, no one deserves to be murdered. No, no, not at all. Does not. And no, none of these girls at six years old were like, hey, I, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to be a sex worker when I grow up. That sounds amazing. Right, right. There's always, there is a reason these women chose. We don't know their backstories. We yeah. don't know the environment they grew up in. Um, there are women out there that do sex work because they actually enjoy it. The majority of them, though, I really believe that they are put into this situation yes. believing they have no other choice. Right. Um, whether and- it's through a trafficking situation mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whether it's through, I truly don't believe I have any other skill set that I can leverage to make ends meet this or- month. Or even that, I truly believe I have no self-worth, self-worth yeah. like, at all. They have been in such a situation where they were, they were, um, you know, they believed and they were told. That's what I'm trying to say. They were yeah. told that they really weren't worth, worth anything. Yeah. And so they, yeah. So as you heard, some of these people did have, some of these women did have family members that, were still actively involved in their lives. Okay. Um, Tanya Marie Hook, like I said, her identification took five years Mm. to make. Um, Her mom reported her missing. Her mom reported her missing. Her mom died of cancer before she was identified. Her mom didn't even, her her mom died not knowing what happened to her at all. That's awful. Um, And... As was pretty common during this time, there really wasn't a whole lot of news about these murders. Okay. Because it was the deaths of a lot of sex workers. Right. So the news was like, uh, whatever, like, yeah, some women went missing or whatever in Lawton and here's their information. But it was literally like, you know three sentences long and they moved on to the next thing. Yeah, which I think is also very sad because you know, if you're if you take a job to serve and protect, then that's protecting and serving everyone and not just the um classes that you deem appropriate and yeah. um you know good enough good enough to serve. Yeah. So I will hand it to um, the Lawton Police Department once someone put it all together that these were connected and weren't just random overdoses. It seems like they were doing what they could. Um, They've been working with OSBI to try to tie these to other deaths that may be unidentified uh, victims or whatever, because there was like a, a break in some of those years where it was like a year or more. Right. Cause there for a minute, was it was no every couple of months they found someone. And then there was right. like a year and a half that there was no one. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So they obviously saw that pattern too. 
and reached out to um, the the OSBI to say, you know, hey, do you guys have any um, un- unidentified victims or, you know, women that are found near bodies of water or whatever? So this was from 99 to 2003. They've they've linked all these people together. Um, but then after 2003, it stops. Oh. Okay. Okay. Just completely. Just, well. Well, that, that they know of? No one else has been found. Oh. That would be linked to this, like, cash road sex work area. Okay. 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 So there's a whole lot of speculation that the people involved with these victims, so friends or family members or fellow sex workers or whatever, um, that they're not very forthcoming with information because of the nature of the lifestyle. Right. 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 Understandable. Um, And the way that we treat drug addicts here in Oklahoma. Right. Um, so there, there's speculation that there hasn't been a whole lot of information from um, friends and family members, and that's why we don't know a whole lot about these girls, or just no one really ever asked. Right. Right? Right, because they viewed them as this less than worthy group of women that didn't deserve to have a story or a life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... There's also a lot of speculation about who this person could be. Are they all the same person? Are there multiple um, men that are murdering sex workers in that Mm -hmm. area? Um, Who could these people possibly be? Did they stop abruptly in 2003 because this person was a member of the military and got moved to a new location? Oh, snap. What? Did this person get picked up for an unrelated violent crime mm-hmm. and has been imprisoned since then? Right. You know? Or did they OD because all these women had – or the 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 women they do know and were able to find cause of death right. had those copious amounts of cocaine and meth. So Right. So was he this- just shooting people up or was he, you know, lacing their drugs with something else? Right. You or know? was he getting high with them and then just – yeah. Flip it out and killing them, too. Totally. Totally. So they've done um, – I read a couple articles that said they they submitted the information that they had to, like, the FBI to get a profile done. Oh, nice. Okay. On this guy. And this guy is a, a sex worker annihilator. Well, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. He feels like his job in life – is to rid the world of sex workers. Good God. Okay. And, yeah. And that was kind of the whole... And it, it's, of course, like a white guy that, you know... Because all his, these lunatics are white guys, basically. Maybe his parents were Bible-thumping dipshits. I don't know. Yeah. Abusive. You like, just never know. Beat you, you with the Bible if you didn't do something correct. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? hmm So, I mean... Of course, Lawton has Fort Sill, but also not Fort Seal. Sill. <laughs> but also Altus is close, and they have Altus Air Force Base. Oh, and then yeah. Tinker is here in Oklahoma City. Right. So, you know, also a lot of military personnel that could account for um, a four-year stint in one location and then moving on to another location. 
Oh my god, right? this is gonna okay. Yep. So that's my, you know, personal pet theory on it, but um there's so many. So in oh gosh, in about 2004, mm-hmm. a couple was picked up uh in Mississippi for a murder in Mississippi of a woman that they picked up from a truck stop in Oklahoma City. Okay. Okay. So just follow me. I know this I took a hard right turn, but okay. just follow me. I'm following. Yeah. Um so this dumpster fire of a human, John Robert Williams and his fun girlfriend, Rachel Cumberland, mm-hmm. pled guilty to murdering a woman that they met uh, at a truck stop casino in 2004 here in Oklahoma City. Interesting. Uh, they loaded her up in their semi-truck. And uh, she was found nude and strangled in a creek in Mississippi. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So Rachel, being the dedicated uh, civil activist that she is, decided to turn state's evidence and was the primary uh, witness against John Robert Williams. And she got sentenced to 20 years. She served eight. She's already out and about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's comforting. Mm-hmm. She's out and about. Um, but John Robert Williams got sentenced to life in Mississippi. And he has also implicated himself in over 30 other killings. What? Seven of which the police believe originated in Oklahoma City. In truck stops around Oklahoma City, one of the girls is from Yukon. Oh, my goodness. And... Uh, okay, so that was in 2004. In 2013, he was also charged with the murder of Casey Pipestem, okay. who is a ni- 19-year-old girl um, who was doing uh, sex work out of truck stops in Oklahoma City. Her body was found strangled and dumped over a bridge oh my Lord. in Grapevine, Texas. In January of 2004, and they presented her photo to him to say, hey, is this one of the girls that you killed? Because this detective in Grapevine, Texas, was trying for years Mm -hmm. to find her killer. She was just a young girl. Um, They presented her photo to this John Robert Williams while he was in custody, he's like, no, I don't remember her, you know, whatever. And then they started showing him photos of her um, tattoos okay. on her body. And she had a tattoo on the back of her shoulder that said little bit. Okay. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's a little bit. Oh. hmm I know her. Oh, God. hmm I picked her up in Oklahoma City. Strangled her from behind and dumped her. I don't remember where I dumped her, though. Because uh, there were apparently so many, he just can't keep them all straight. He can't keep them all straight. Yeah. He's not, he's not uh, 
Little. What is that guy's name? Oh, Sam Little. Sam Little. He, yeah. He doesn't have, he can't like redraw every 95 million victims he had as a trucker. Nope. <sighs> nope. So. so since they're, let's say, confirmed murders that are tied to John Robert Williams and Rachel Cumberland. Let's not forget about her because yeah. she is also a rancid piece of shit. Uh, that's loose and about. Okay, go. Um. The confirmed murders that are tied to John Robert Williams start in 2004. But they just start in a different location. So they start in uh, initiating from Oklahoma City truck stops. Okay. But he starts dropping the bodies in different states. So it's like Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma. A few of them have been found along interstates and highways in Oklahoma. And... Um. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So he's w- also one of my favorite theories because a semi truck driver is just such a. I mean, such a like terrifying yet perfect way to be a serial killer. No, I mean, like dump bodies like in different jurisdictions just, all the time, and it, no one will ever put them together. Yeah. Sam Little was the the first one I remember. I know there's been other truckers, serial killers, but the first one that I really was sunk in that, oh, my gosh, yeah, he could pick someone up in Oklahoma and totally drop her body yeah. in Nevada. Like, yeah. it wouldn't it, – it's not a big deal to them because who's going to – who's going to know? They're by themselves. Right. Day in and day out. Yes. They don't have anyone – you know, checking in on them. I mean, it's just, it's terrifying. Yeah. And if you stop and pick up someone at a truck stop, murder her and keep your body in your truck, no one is looking at it. No. No one. No. So, And especially because the majority of the people that you pick up at a truck stop are sex workers. And again, sex work has been played to this awful lifestyle that you kind of deserve what you're getting yourself into. Right. Yeah. Right. 100%. So there's also, I'm going to take a hard right turn again. Okay, go. There's also a weird Lawton connection to the West Mesa bone collector serial killer in Albuquerque. Okay. And I would love for us to do a whole thing on the West Mesa bone collector. Um, yeah. Because that's a, that's a whole interesting thing. But anyway... Um, what next one time? Yeah, soon we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. I mean, Albuquerque is Oklahoma adjacent, right? Um, yeah, we're doing all things Oklahoma and beyond. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll totally do that. It's fine. Um, but long story super short for the effort of this particular episode, this guy killed and disposed of his eleven victims in. An Arroyo Bank, so like a big desert sand bank, basically, on the West Mesa, on the west side of Albuquerque. So this was anywhere from 2001 to 2005. Okay. Um, the remains were sco- discovered in 2009. Okay. Okay. And then they they started identifying them and kind of tying them all back. There's a whole like satellite imagery aspect. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's what? it's 
phenomenal. Um, they think they know who it was, but they're not 100% sure. Still hasn't been solved. Anyway, oh. yeah. So the connection to Lawton comes with the identification of remains of a 15-year-old girl that is one of the victims. Mm -hmm. Her name is Selania Edwards. Okay. She walked away from a Lawton youth group home in 2003. And that was the last time she was seen. Oh, wow. So somehow, between walking away... From this group home in 2003 to, I mean, when they identified her in 2009, mm -hmm. she made her way to Albuquerque somehow. Her body did, for mm -hmm. sure. Her body did. So how did she get there as a 15-year-old? Yeah. You know, was oh she picked goodness. up by a semi-truck driver? Probably. Or a white van driver. <sighs> yeah. God. Yeah. So it's just crazy. There's all sorts of speculate, like wild ass speculation that you could do about literally all of it. Um, there are so many potential other victims that you could try to tie to this group of women. Um, so there are two blogs that I was reading um, to get information in addition to newspaper articles and stuff like that. And one of these blogs is called Bizarre Unsolved. Okay. okay. So shout out to whoever write, wrote that. I couldn't find a contact or anything for it, but it's very well written and it's very, um, like, well analyzed and all that jazz. But one of the connections that was made in that blog um, was to two girls from Lawton that knew each other that disappeared in the early 90s from Lawton. One of them has been found. One of them has never been identified. So these two girls... Barbara Berry and Tina Priest okay. worked together at a topless bar called the Deluxe. Okay. Okay. Um, they both, I think, mm, I don't want to say the wrong year. They both disappeared in the early 90s, like 91, 93. Okay. Uh, so Barbara's remains were found in a box in a field outside of Lawton in 94. And it was like a weird um, crate that was covered in paper mache. What? what? Yeah, it was Somebody weird. got crafty? I guess. Someone decided to DIY it. I don't know. They DIY'd her precious little coffin. Okay. Yeah. I, anyway. Um. No. Her remains were found. No one has ever been convicted for that murder, ever. Uh, Tina Priest has never been found. And in every blog and every news article and Facebook post about the Lawton Cash Road victims, mm -hmm. so the six from 99 to 2003, mm -hmm. Tina Priest's niece comments on everyone 
and oh. says, hey, don't forget about my aunt, Tina, priest. Okay. We are still looking for her. Right. She has never been found. We think she was one of the original victims of the Lawton serial killer. Right. And these girls knew each other. I mean, Lawton is a bigger city, but it's still a small town, just like right. Oklahoma City is a small town. Everybody, <laughs> there's only six degrees you, of separation from anybody. Literally, like, realized that recently, that there's yeah. not much separation between one of your friends and someone yeah. else's friends. And you're like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. small world. Everybody knows everybody. Everyone. All of these girls knew each other. Even some of the... Um, Lawton victims that were older at the time in their late 20s or early 30s um, knew Barbara Berry and Tina Priest from the early 90s. Oh, wow. Like, grew up in the same neighborhood and all that jazz. Oh, wow. Okay. So, it's just very, very sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these girls sort of got left behind because yeah. of addiction and right. all of that. But no one has ever found, you know, who's doing this right. nonsense right. and brought them to justice. Right. So yeah. it's just still hanging out there. Oh, gosh. Well, oh, it's I love all the different theories going around it. But more than likely, like it was someone that knew Lawton well, traveled through it or knew that that industry really yeah. well in Lawton at that time. and. Or at least knew the highway system around Oklahoma. Right. And I mean, how to get off of a highway mm -hmm. and get back on really quickly mm -hmm. yeah. if you were dumping a body. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if these, okay, if these women were all sex workers, being that Lawton is not that large, they all talked. Right. I'm sure they knew of the dangers because someone went missing, you know, the first time and then another one and then another one. Right. And so... More than likely, these women could have known this person, right? right. If yeah. they were, if they knew that there was probably somewhere, someone out there wanting to kill them, I, I feel like, and I hope that they would have been a little more on guard and a little more. Um, I know when there's drugs involved, that's yeah, that's kind Sometimes of sometimes that goes out the window, yeah, but. It makes me think that probably these women did know who this person was on um, either by word of mouth, like, hey, you know. Don't get in the car with right. what's his biscuit or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, and like I said, there's this is truly just scratching the surface of, like, how much information there is on this with really being no information at all. Like. One of these girls was an accountant. Like, she had training and education to be an accountant. Right. And got into drugs, and it ruined her life. Yeah. Don't do drugs, guys. I mean... And she wound up dead. I mean, like, these are people that were people. Yeah. And were somebody's daughter and somebody's mom, somebody's aunt. Yeah. You know? Someone's friend for the love. Yeah. Like... And there's a lot of information out there, but it just doesn't lead to, like, one individual person. Yeah. So. Mm. Oh, hopefully one day we'll find out. We'll find out for sure. Yep. Yeah. So that is the story of the Lawton serial killer. That Good job, Shan. That was all sorts of 
crazy. Like right. how they. My friend that grew up in Duncan and would have been like coming of age at this time. Mm-hmm. We'll call her Lindy. Um, she, <laughs> when I was telling her about this, she was like, I've never heard of that at all. Right. And Lawton and Duncan are like right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. She was like, we were going up there all the time when we were teenagers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you could have died. Not that she was a sex worker, but you could have died. You You could have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a really interesting story that nobody in Oklahoma really knows anything about. No. Well, hopefully they will now and can get, hopefully we can get a little spotlight on this situation. I know. Resolution. That would be awesome. Yeah. Great job, Shan. That was awesome. Thanks, Shai. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.